Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of the Bought by the Hour podcast. I'm your host, Jill, and this episode, we're going to talk about the progression and just how things moved forward in the trafficking situation. I'm really glad that you're here with me, and I can't wait to tell you some more of the story. Here we go. As always, before every episode, I want to insert a clear content warning. Some of the topics that we discuss are considered disturbing or triggering. I want you to consider this before listening any further. Some of the topics that we discuss are physical, mental, and sexual abuse, violence, trafficking, and drug use. Happy Saturday, everybody. I am just been kind of pondering over the last few weeks, you know, how I'm going to take this story and what we're going to talk about. And I keep wanting to just tell you how it ends, but there's so much more I could tell you about that three years. It was just so crazy. So we might get to a part where maybe some of these things are not in like chronological order, um, but they're just things that happened that I remembered as I was going, you know, and making notes. When the switch happened where I was working in hotels, things progressed pretty quickly. Um, Jack obviously had his like master fetish plan that he was implementing. And so I had a daily minimum that I had to make. So I had to make $1,000 a day. Um, and if I didn't, it was, you know, anything from exercise to physical assault. Um, you know, it was just a constant, (laughs) um, you know, it makes you do a lot of questionable things when there's violence at stake. And so, um, on top of emotional feelings, um, eventually that thousand dollars a day just like wasn't enough for Jack. And so he set it up for me and one of the other girls that was there to start doing phone sex. And offering this as like an additional thing to do because God forbid we have downtime. Like that was, he did not (laughs) like for us to be relaxing. We were supposed to be working at all times. Um, He used to tell me all the time, if you train your body, you can function on two hours of sleep. No, I can't. I cannot. Okay. (laughs) You guys, I can't do it. And so, um, the phone text kind of evolved into selling like photo packages that turned into Jack forcing us to film porn. And that was, um, (laughs) it was, it was a very confusing time for me. It was hard because I was so emotionally invested in Jack that it just, I wanted to do anything and everything I could to please him. And sometimes that meant putting myself in situations that I was uncomfortable with. But then at the same time, he would be filming these videos and you would see him physically getting excited. And so then you're, it triggered some sort of response in me that like, well, he's getting turned on by this. So like, not only am I making him happy financially and I'm doing what he's asking, like, I know that he's attracted to me and that it kind of re- solidified all of the fake fantasy feelings that I had built up in my head just because he was having a physical response to me filming these videos. Um, 
I last I checked, which and I don't check very often, um, but last that anybody checked, um, Jack is still currently selling my videos and making a profit off of them. So, and there's no I've I've tried I've argued with who I can to try to get them down. Nobody, <laughs> nobody seems to want to do that. So it's just it is what it is right now, I guess. There were several acts of violence from Jack over the three-year period that I was with him. But um, the worst one, I think, was in January of 2018. It was about four and a half months or so before I actually escaped. I was working at a hotel. And in typical Jack fashion, he shows up unannounced and is banging on the door and so i let him in he was intoxicated and angry and he starts questioning me it just the whole situation was off he i don't think that he was completely coherent just because he was so intoxicated and so like some of the things that he was saying weren't totally making sense and um he starts yelling at me for the money that I had made that day. So I give it to him and he's counting it. And he's like, I don't feel like this is enough. And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, what he obviously figured out is that I had been holding money to the side because I was trying to get away. And so He's like, where's the rest of the money? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, where's the rest of the money? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so he demands that I open the safe that was in the hotel room, um, which I do. And I give him the money that's in there that I had to the side. And what's crazy is I feel like if he was going to pull a gun on me, like he probably should have pulled a gun whenever you know, he was demanding for me to open the safe, like, that would have been just motivation-wise, you know, um, and I have to make jokes about it, because that's how I handle it, but instead, after I give him the money, he's so infuriated that, like, I would hold money to the side and try to, like, steal from him and scam him, and I would have never made any of this money if it wasn't for him. He's the one who taught me how to do everything I know. He's the only reason I have any of this knowledge. I would have been back home working as a waitress, you know, blah, 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 on food stamps. Like he just had a whole list of reasons as to why he was owed this money and it was wrong that I kept it. He points a gun at me, uh, at my face. <laughs> and there was just something in me for some reason. I don't know. He, as he was yelling at me at one point, he did, he pulled it back and he went to cock it and it jammed. And I kind of saw that as my opportunity. I, he didn't know that I noticed that it jammed. People assume I'm um, not as smart as I am. So the I noticed that, you know, he can't fire it right now. And so I charge him with this gun. I grab it. I stick my finger, my thumb through the trigger loop. And I've got it, my hand wrapped around. The, so he can't pull the trigger. My thumb is in the way. And... I grab it and I go down on the bed and I put it underneath of me. So I'm now laying on my stomach on the bed. I've got both of my hands, his hand and the gun underneath of me. And I'm trying to wrestle it away from him, wrestle it away from him. 
he rips it out from underneath of me because he was much stronger than I was. And he starts hitting me over the back of the head. Um, at which point, like, there were pieces of, like, metal. It Like, things broke. Come to find out it wasn't even a real gun. Which... <laughs> Which is also in Jack fashion because he's a liar and fake. So it would not, it does not surprise me that he had a fake gun. And so after this all happens, he leaves the room, runs out. Like I'm left there bleeding. Um, I had my whole, my whole head, my hair, everything is soaked in blood. My shirt is soaked in blood. There's blood all over the hotel room. And I'm trying to panic. I cannot find my cell phone. So I'm panicking and, and I'm like, I don't know what I should do. Do I call 911? I don't want to get in trouble because technically what I'm doing here is illegal, even though it's under duress, <laughs> you know, of another individual, you know, our law isn't set up to handle all of that. All I know is I'm doing something illegal and you go to jail. So I, uh, I, I don't, I know that I went down to the hotel lobby at one point and did ask them if there was like, um, an emergency room or, or medical facility nearby. Um, I don't remember a whole lot. At some point, J Jack called my phone and it started ringing and that was how I found it. It had some, it fell behind the bed and was like stuck in between the headboard and the wall. And He's like, I'm so sorry. I just want to apologize. I can't believe I did that. That's so out of character for me. I would never do that to you. You know, I love you. I care about you. Love bombing, blah, 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 barf. And he's like, I went to Walgreens and I got like some supplies for you. Can I come back and take care of you? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. So he comes back. He tries to get me in the shower to rinse it off, but there's just so much blood, like, and it hurt so bad, I could not let the water hit my head. And he gets me out of the shower. He's like, all right, come over here. You need to be by the light. I need to look at this. And so we move all my hair out of the way. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you're going to need to go to a doctor or an emergency room or something. Like, you need stitches or I don't know. He's like, you need something. Um and so he bought this like wound care kit at Walgreens <laughs> and it was just like gauze and alcohol pads and all that stuff. So he's trying to like soak up as much blood as he can. And he's like, well, I can't go to the hospital with you because <laughs> I'm a large man of African descent <laughs> and you, you know, have a head wound and they're going to assume that I did it. And I was like, well, they wouldn't be wrong <laughs> because you did you did do you did it <laughs> but okay either way yes i understand the point and so he's like i can order you an uber I'm like okay so he orders me an uber to the emergency room i show up it is an urgent care facility that is about to close and i'm like seriously i go in i have to like argue with the staff at the front counter i'm like look there is blood dripping out of my head right now is can can we make an exception can i like please and so they finally they do they get someone to see me i thought it was hilarious because in walks a doctor who is a very large black man and it was just like <laughs> oh the irony and so <clears throat> he proceeds to treat me i told them that i slipped and fell in a parking garage 
Totally didn't think that through, obviously. As he's examining my head, he looks at me and he's like, I can't think of anything that's this shape in a parking garage. And I was like, oh, well, um, yeah, no, it totally was. Yeah, no, it's ice, ice. I slipped on ice, you know. And he's like, okay, so you're going to tell me the truth or we're sticking with that? And I said, well, okay, I got pistol whipped. And he kind of tilts my head back over and looks and he says, okay, thank you. That makes sense. This, thank you. Okay. He's like, is this something that we're reporting or not? And I said, not if we can, please. And he said, okay. And I think back to that day so many times, like, what if I would have said yes? Like, I mean, I know I, I ended up getting out like four months later, but that still four months is four months, man. <laughs> like, What if I would have just said yes, but I didn't. And I walked out with 16 staples in my head and I had to go back and get them removed. It was wonderful. Obviously not. Um, it was, it was one of the most traumatic things that happened to me while I was there. Side note, because I forgot to mention it. While we were waiting for the Uber, Jack tells me that I am turning him on and proceeds to have sex with me while I'm bleeding and waiting to go to the emergency room that he didn't pay any attention to and sent me to not an emergency room. So it was just, it was just all messed up, but I did get two days off after that. And I got to like order food and watch TV and sleep. And Jack replied with, I just want you to know we take care of our own. <laughs> the last few months of me being with Jack, um, the government actually shut down Backpage and Craigslist removed their personal section. Um, that, while, okay, I mean, so I get the point. I understand. I'm not saying, I don't, it's hard being in my situation. I understand that they thought that they were doing what was best. It made my life a lot harder. My minimum did not change at all. And there was no longer a way to advertise online. And so the only way that, that there was for me to make money, and Jack loved it. Jack was like, finally, we're back to the 1950s, the 1960s, you know, blah, 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 when, when, when the game was big. And so... It, it, uh, it was just, he would leave you outside for sometimes for 24 hours, 26 hours, 28 hours at a time. Like it would be days before he would come get you because, and you were just expected to walk down the street and stop men and convince them to pay you to have sex. And it was like, I, I, I need them to like, you know, inquire and come to me. I can't just stop people on the sidewalk and be like, hi, how are you? Would you like me to, <laughs> like, it just was not, um, it was not something that came naturally to me for sure. I, I'm not just, that's not how I am personality wise. And so it was really hard that he was so excited that we were back to the roots of prostitution and I am failing miserably. 
And I think that kind of led to the demise of the situation. Uh, I was definitely not performing at the level that I was, you know, when the internet existed. And Jack has abandoned girls in hotels all over the United States because they weren't making enough money for him. And he says they cost more to feed and house and than they're worth. So I think that that was kind of the beginning of the end when the internet went down. The violence increased a lot because I wasn't making my minimum and it was just a constant battle to try and get there as close as I could get, you know, the less punishment. On top of that, Jack's alcohol abuse increased a lot over that last probably six to eight months that I was there. It was a constant thing. Um, and that's not how it was when I got there. So I'm not really sure what changed with him and his other life situations that he had going on because there were a lot of them. Um, but it just, it kind of all started going downhill. And then I had a random medical event that led to my escape. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for episode seven. I promise you, you are going to want to be here next week. I'm going to finally tell you guys how I got out and kind of what's been happening since then. Our episodes following that are going to be a question and answer kind of situation for the first couple ones. If you guys visit my site at anchor.fm slash bought by the hour, you can send me a voice message and leave me your questions or you can reach me on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for being here and I am ready to wrap this up and hear from you.